when you're feeling the heat and you're under pressure, when you are getting stressed out, how do you get the best out of yourself? How do you see the best in that situation and make it work for you? Let's talk about that now in the Sunday Arrival Podcast. Okay, so last time we talked about stress and dealing with it and coping with it and calming yourself, calming your body right down, even when those responses are unconscious. And we use that four-letter reminder, B-E-S-T. Check out that episode if you missed it. But today we're going to talk about how we embrace the gems that come out of tough situations and new situations. How do we adapt and learn and innovate where are the gems in the rubble uh, right now for you i don't know if you've got a favorite company or favorite charity a favorite organization or cause i want you to think about them for uh, organization or community just for a moment why do you like them why do you buy from them why do you support them or give to them why do you campaign for them or share what they're sharing on social media Think about what it is you like about that company or charity, that cause. Okay, we're going to come back to that a little later. I was watching TV very late one night, and I saw this huge hole in the ground, this funnel in the ground. It looked almost um, otherworldly. And it turned out it was an ancient frozen volcano, and it was in the, um, the Arctic Circle. And what was happening is they were digging for... They were mining diamonds. And these diamonds formed billions of years ago in absolute intense heat and the most unimaginable pressure, heat and pressure. And and in the lava flows, the diamonds that were formed in this heat and pressure were brought to the surface where the rock cooled, the magma cooled, and the diamonds are there to be found in these huge boulders of rubble of diamonds. And this got me thinking, where are the diamonds in the rubble of your life? Perhaps there are things going wrong for you. Perhaps things are not quite turning out the way you'd hoped uh, for your career or your relationships or uh, some passion, some someday dream that you're trying to make happen isn't quite getting off the ground. So how can we take uh, the lessons from the hard times and the rubble and turn those into gems and diamonds of something of value for the future? And to do that, I want to look at two companies that um, responded very differently when they were placed under pressure. Uh, And when the landscape was changing and when the heat was on, they had two very different responses to change. The first company is Blockbuster. I don't know if you remember them. It depends. I suppose you show your age, really. But the first Blockbuster store opened in 1985 in Texas. And for the next couple of uh, decades, 20 years or so, they became the top film rental, movie rental business in the USA. They were in every town. Uh, They were like McDonald's. They were on every uh, street corner, as it were. And they would rent out um, DVDs. But to begin with, VHS, but but then DVDs. uh, And they, they had late fees, and they made a lot of their money from people bringing back the DVDs late or being closed when the DVDs came back. That was part of their business model, actually, 
was giving you these DVDs. You take them, you go on a Friday night and pick it with your mum and dad or whatever, and then or your girlfriend, and then you go back and you knew you'd missed that deadline and it was going to cost you double. Anyway, so one day there was a guy who was starting to have some success running a, a DVD mail order service. So there were no late fees for his service. You'd, you'd, you'd have the DVD posted out to you. You'd watch it. You'd take your time. You'd send it back. And he was doing really well. And so he decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and meet with Blockbuster. Maybe they can give me some money for this company. And it, it's a natural extension of what they're doing. So he went and pitched, hey, what about a mail order angle to what you're doing? And, and they effectively laughed in his face. He was in this big office, executive office, and they said, what are you talking about? Do you not realize we get all this money from our late fees? And they were feeling pretty confident about themselves. As I say, they had branches in, in most cities, most towns, not just in America, but around the world. And who was that guy? Who was that man who'd walked into that office and had to walk away with his tail between his legs? That man was the founder of Netflix. And in 2010, because of Netflix and other streaming services, Blockbuster went bust. <laughs> It filed for bankruptcy. It looked unstoppable, unbeatable. And yet it failed to see the future and the change it needed to make. So that's one example, one story. What about another story? Uh, another company that was faced with a challenge and change, heat and pressure. That second company that I'm thinking of actually sells a product that's mainly water but with a lot of sugar in it and lots of chemicals and uh, a whole bunch of caffeine in there. You might recognize I'm talking about Coca-Cola. Fantastic, I love this stuff. But in the early 2000s, something happened. Public opinion began to shift and high sugar drinks became very unpopular. They were bad for your health, they caused disease. And Coca-Cola knew they had a problem how did they react? How did they adapt? They decided to keep the same flavor, the same brand, but innovate with their product. And what they came up with was Coke Zero. And if you look at a can or a bottle of Coke Zero today, you'll notice it looks like their main brand, their main product. It's just a black strip around the top of the, the, the bottle of the can. Innovation is actually built into the culture at Coca-Cola. They don't compromise on their brand and their, their core DNA but they've learned how to adapt when they're put under pressure by the market or by a competitor or just by changing public opinion. And in fact, their mission statement is quite inspiring. You wouldn't believe that they're just selling drinks. Their statement is to refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness, to create value, to make a difference. They're just selling sweet drinks. Whereas, I don't know, maybe your dream is to help save or, or change lives. And what's the result? How did Coke do? We've heard that Blockbuster went bust. But how did Coke do? Well, Coke today, from the last information I was able to find, have over 50%, over half of the market share globally for carbonated drinks and Coke. Their nearest rival only has a, a fifth, of course, that's Pepsi, of the market. They kept growing. They stayed relevant. And their mission is succeeding. They're still innovating. Even today, you can buy Coke with vanilla and lemon or vanilla and cherry, as I found. 
and they're embracing uh, new technologies and new ways of working. They keep learning, keep adapting. They don't assume just because they're big and successful, they're always going to be big and successful. And when they're under pressure, they see it as an opportunity, not as a threat. But if you notice, their logo has stayed the same. Since 1892, that nice curly logo has stayed the same. I imagine they've had plenty of um, very expensive marketing agencies come and suggest that they change their logo and their branding. But there are certain things they won't compromise on. They don't forget their history. They don't forget their vision. And they're only making drinks. So let's come back now to those uh, companies, those organizations, charities that you like, that you favor, that you that hold a, a place in your heart. Maybe you're thinking of Apple or Walt Disney, Cadbury's, McDonald's, Heinz Beans. Maybe it's a, a car manufacturer, Ford, BMW, Audi. Maybe something like the, the, the Red Cross or Kellogg's. So what's the secret to their success? Because the marketplace hasn't always been favorable. The economy hasn't always been up and up. Um, I'm sure there have been changes in public opinion about their products. I'm sure they've hit the news for the wrong reasons sometimes. What's their secret? I think it's that they've learned to embrace change, to see the heat and the pressure as an opportunity to thrive, not just survive, to, to adapt, to innovate, to, to use new technology, to embrace new ideas, to, to steal the best ideas from their competitors even, to build on them. But at the same time, they're remaining true to who they are, what they believe, their values, their vision, their brand. They keep their purpose steady and unchanged. Perhaps the, the companies that you've thought of there, your favourites, learnt to adapt over the decades. And even McDonald's, which we, you think of as unchanging really, they have healthy options now. And they're much more transparent about um, the calories in their food. And they give you more choices when it comes to um, vegetarian options. They're, they're listening and they're learning and they're changing. Um, there's, a, there's a great uh, pharmacist in the UK called Boots, the chemist. Now, they, they're effectively a retail um, business. They have actual physical premises that you can go into, but that hasn't stopped them embracing a website and having one of the best postal delivery pharmacy services in the UK. Walt Disney, what are they doing now that their parks are all closed or why they've been closed during the lockdown? They have effectively created one of the most successful, fastest growing, fastest changing streaming services in the world. They've just added a whole load of content for adults that's got nothing to do with cartoons or Mickey Mouse or Pixar. These are the, you know, they're, they're adding things that they know other audiences will enjoy. They're innovating, they're changing, but it's still Disney. These organizations know how to innovate without losing their focus and they know how to thrive and not just survive when the pressure's on and the heat's turned up. And that is how gems come to the surface. For those companies, for those organizations and charities, and for you. How do you look around you right now and embrace change? How do you see the opportunities to innovate, not to panic, not to uh, enter a downward spiral, but to think there's an opportunity here. This challenge isn't a threat. This is an opportunity for me to learn and change and grow and try new things. Not to begin to uh, recoil from change and risk, but maybe take a few new risks. 
these organizations don't don't change what they stand for no one needs no one's asking you to change who you are what you believe your values but perhaps the way you work perhaps the technology you use perhaps your go the way you go about things needs to adapt a little so that was my thought for you today find the gems in the rubble um it's been a bleak year or two uh, with with the pandemic and there and presumably there's going to be more change to come in the economy uh, and in the way we live our lives perhaps you've already changed the way you work perhaps you've been forced to change what you do to make ends meet perhaps your relationships are changing and i want you to think of this time as a, a time when there are opportunities to grasp that it could well be the time when the graph kind of takes an exponential upturn for you if you embrace it if you look for the learning opportunity just as so many of these incredible companies and charities have done in the past thank you so much for joining me again uh, for learning how to find the gems in the rubble. I really hope that you're able to do that. Do let me know, Darren at wisdomtolead.com if you want to email me. Uh, please do subscribe. Please rate this wherever you found it. It helps others to find it. Maybe even pop a text or a WhatsApp to a friend and, and share it. That'd be absolutely amazing. Until then, I would encourage you, if there's something on your heart, then don't wait, but make someday today. Thank you.